As training camp comes to a close, the 2022 Pitt Panthers look primed for another ACC title run. Can they repeat? Most say that rests squarely on the arm of one Keaton Slovis. We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We're knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of August 27th, 2022. And this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. We are preparing to boogie down at the backyard brawl still. And week zero is nearly here. Today, though, we wrap up training camp and possibly discuss the greatest expectations we've ever had on this show, Vince. I don't know what I'm going to say at the end of this show whenever we predict what's up for Pitt this season, but I'm scared it's going to be really, 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 really high in terms of the expectation scale. <laughs> I'm not quite sure either. Great expectations. This is where we really needed Pam on to talk about that book. Uh, so, so we actually know what we're talking about a little bit. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, we're going to try to sort it all out on this week's show as we get ready to, to yeah, embark on this great season and a, and a big old backyard brawl next week. Yes, that's that's next week. We will be getting into the brawl, but we have some some wrapping up in a bow this training camp and work to do with some other conference talk and of course ACC talk all coming at you today on the Hell to Pit podcast. But before we get into any of it, let me carny bark at you and let you know that you could follow us at H2P Show on Twitter, and of course you can email us hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. Hail to pit podcast at gmail.com we appreciate all the interactions on twitter on the email and of course for all you pit heathens on panther lair we love you and we appreciate you and we also appreciate our great sponsor and the people who help us put this show together at pretty easy podcasts you yes you can podcast right now with a full array of of podcast technology and all the damn microphone assistance and editing assistance you'd ever need we give these people so much to work with on this show and they don't bat an eye because they're pros at pretty easy podcast it's an affordable way to get a professional sounding podcast do it now by going to prettyeasypodcast.com because they make podcasting uh pretty easy this is the expectation show this is the season preview show it's never easy Vince, especially when, oh, I don't know, about an hour before we hit record today, I was watching the damnedest thing on YouTube. One Phil Steele say words about the Pit Panthers I've never heard him say, and it got it, it totally ruined me for this episode. Now I'm totally unprepared. The more you read and the more you listen to people, the less you know. That's what I'm like. Yeah, a, a, a wide variety of opinions uh, on on the Panthers for this season. Uh, we'll be given our own here. Uh, but yeah, yeah, national people, some people very high, some people low, uh, really all over the place. But, but Phil Steele squarely in the Panthers' corner this year. Yes, the, the national people are the, are the ones that most people listen to. That's one national person I've never heard say what I heard him say about Pitt. We'll get into it. Questions abound for this season for the ACC champions. First and foremost, will they win the backyard brawl? That's, of course, the first question will get answered. Week one, cannot wait for that. But let's talk to each other some about this Pitt Panther team in terms of the questions. First up, what part of the team are you most nervous about? You know, I'm I'm going all over the place on this, Alan, because, you you know, you hear hear, uh, as much as this team has coming back, there are a lot of unknowns. Uh, there are still maybe not a lot, but there are some unknowns here. You know, we're talking about you know you are breaking in a band, brand new quarterback as much as a, a confidence we do have in, in, in Keaton Slovis or Nick Patty, I, I suppose. Uh, we, you know, we talked about last week about you know you got some 
with new faces at, at linebacker, uh, possible, you know, uh, stuff on the punting situation, uh, new coaches, uh, long snapper. Yeah. Long snapper, special teams in general, really a big, a, a question mark. Uh, yeah. Most nervous about, yeah, you know, I'm going to, this is, maybe I'm being a little too nervous about this, Alan. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, you know, what last year, what really made the difference to me, what was just the execution on offense and you know the receivers making the big catches getting open when they needed to uh you know we we had a new tight ends uh, not dropping balls yeah yeah and we had a new we had a new receivers coach last year Brandon Marion he's gone Tyquan Underwood here uh coaching the receivers working with the passing game um are the receivers going to execute at the level that they did last year. I, I have full confidence in Keaton Slovis getting them the ball. Are they going to make the plays that they did last year? Because, you know, I think w- we felt, you know, the team in 2020 had all the capabilities of being at, you know, close to the level that they were last year. It was just the execution really held them back. Uh, it, are they going to be able to execute at that level, at that high level? that they did last year. That is what I am. Ner- Maybe I shouldn't be nervous about it. You tell me. I I mean, I don't, I don't fault you for it. You know, you have Jared Wayne coming back. You saw things uh, out of Jalen Barden that were promising. If, if We'll see what kind of playing time he gets, but you do lose a Bolitnikov. So of course that's probably, I'd say the most common nerve people have nervous, nervous, uh, portion of the team. People will, will, will mention when it comes to the pit Panthers, if you were a fan last year, they lost Jordan Addison. How the hell do you replace him? Well, you tell me they got uh, Kanata Mumpfield coming in from Akron. Sure. Freshman All-American. Exciting. And that's good. But totally new to the program. Totally yeah. new to Keaton Slovis. Oh, not to mention Keaton Slovis is new to everything. So it is a brand new uh, skill set on the pit offense. All the skill positions, all the players are basically new except for those trusty running backs. So leaning on them is where uh, I, I say you go. But that does make me nervous. My most nervous thing, though, is the new OC, is, is Signetti. Because is he going to be uh, stubborn to av- avoid testing these receivers because they're so unknown? Is is it gonna is he going to try to ease Keen Slovis into things? Because we saw really him. I mean, there's the spring game, and it's a spring game, so he wasn't going to be asked to do much, but he didn't do much in the spring game. And where what is going to happen? Because... Also, as much as we disliked him, uh, some some of us, <laughs> Whipple did his own damn thing on offense. Yeah. Narduzzi be damned. Uh, maybe fan, what fans deem is common sense be damned. He did his own thing, and it, and it worked. It worked, and it was like a charm last year. Amazing. Putting up huge numbers, crushing teams on the road. So what I'm most nervous about is – are we going to go into a shell this year on offense because there are issues like the new set of receivers and a new quarterback? I'm I'm nervous about being being conservative on offense, too conservative. I, th- I think that's a valid concern. We don't really know what uh, Coach Signetti's play calling style was going to be. Uh, you would think you know, he's going to just uh, he's going to want to be more balanced. We know that for sure. But is it going to be able to let it rip? You know, is there going to be, uh, you know, those deep passes on fourth and five? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, are they going to now a fourth? They down got the guy call, who caught all those two last year. So that's good. It, Wayne that's can right. do it. A, a fourth down call. You know, that's coming from from Coach Narduzzi for sure. But as far as the, what play is actually called, are they going to do that as opposed mm-hmm. to on fourth and five, a, a three yard out that doesn't get them a first down? Yeah, that is going to be the big thing that I'm looking for. And that's what I'm nervous about, because I could see him saying, well, we got this Bartholomew kid. Just throw it to him and he'll he'll bowl over for an extra two yards to get the first down. No, throw it 25 yards past the first down marker like we were last year, because you got guys who could snag it like Jared. But uh, I don't I don't know uh, really what to expect there. So that's where the nerves come in. But I'm not terrified of it. I'm not thinking oh this is going to be detrimental because i think the running game is going to be damn good so hopefully that makes up for for it i i think so i'm interested to see 
what 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 uh what the personnel groupings and the formations are. You know, we were in the shotgun so much last mm. year. Uh, are they going to continue that? What is this running game going to look like? We know we're going to run it more, uh, but is it you know are they going to be going under center? Is it going to be out of a shotgun, out of a wide formation? Uh, you know, the the offensive line as far as run blocking is concerned, I thought you know. Uh, I thought they did pretty well last year, um, and you know we'll we'll see how they uh, we'll see how they do here. So I, you know the the pieces are all in place for the, for that to do really well. All right, well let's take it to to the to the next question we have for the season. If you're prepared to talk about backbones, where yeah. does the backbone lie on this student body, the Pitt Panthers 2022? <laughs> Well, I, I think we're going to have the same, you know, the same answer that uh, you know, that defensive line for sure uh, is just just a standout, you know, multiple pros on, on that team uh, or on that in that unit for sure. No doubt about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I was in uh, Rome, Italy, home of Habakkuk Baldonado and, uh, you know, the, the Steeler bar. And the owner said, oh, Hava was in here. Yeah, yeah, he's looking good. <laughs> I said, well, he's going to be amazing this year, you realize. he's This is his year. He said, oh, is he really good? I didn't know. <laughs> I just know him because he's from Rome, Italy, and I live in Rome, Italy. I was like, yeah, he's good. You better have every damn pick game on in here all season long. He's going to have a hell of a year, and so is the rest of the D-line. Yeah, they're the backbone, of course. And I would say if they're the backbone, then what what's the C, I don't know, anatomy? Uh, the 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 disc. cervical vertebrate yeah the not the, the most important disc of them all would be Kalaja Kansi if you yeah ask probably me. yeah so. yeah that that interior pass rush I I am yeah uh, you know they have a, a bunch uh, three other bowling balls that they could throw uh, throw next to him I'm gonna I'm interested to see what kind of production that they get out of that other defensive tackle position I mean fifty what do they have like fifty one and a half sacks or something last year yeah, I don't. Yeah records really high number to try to to reach if they get close to it i will be ecstatic money's on haba to be the uh, sack leader i would say this season but i i, I wouldn't be surprised if it's someone like a day on hayes or john morgan Could coming be. in in relief uh efforts on the edge that's how I mean, damn I mean, deep and remember good a couple are. years ago against the governors <laughs> day on hayes was leading the country in sacks for for, <laughs> for, for for a few minutes he could do it again he could definitely do it again so the backbone definitely for the pit panthers the defensive line i think we can all agree on that but of course uh i mean the 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 mike linebacker is also a a, a stud and someone yeah. that's going to be very reliable, I think, this year, Servassier Dennis. But a uh, next question heading into the season, Vince, what part of the team are you most excited about, dog? Uh, I'll, I'll, there's a lot, but I'm, I'm telling you, it's Keaton Slovis for me, and maybe that's Ooh. a generic answer to me. Oh, this, guy I'm is, surprised. this guy is a, a an NFL talent. An NFL talent, uh, you know, in terms of throwing the football, you know, in, in, in shorts and a T-shirt. You know, probably better than Kenny Pickett, to be honest with you. Wow. But, but you know, does he does he have that that magic that, that Kenny Pickett was able to do? Does he does he have you know, the, the testicular fortitude uh, to make a big run? Whenever BMOC he's got to? energy. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Does he does he have the hair that that Kenny Pickett did? Yeah, you know, we, we don't. That remains to be seen. But I, I think this guy is, is a tremendous talent. And do not be surprised, you know, if he, you know, really performs this year. You could be seeing his name called out on day one of the draft next year. They say it about so many quarterbacks, and they said that about him maybe because he had a good freshman year and he was at USC, SC, and that's where yeah. you do it. If you do, uh, you know, as if you do as well at SC as as say Kenny Pickett did at Pitt, then you are going to have bronze statues of you. Uh, and and national people are going to be talking about you a whole hell of a lot longer than they were Kenny Pickett, which they started to, I guess I would say, the last quarter of the season last yeah. year. Uh, Keaton Slovis gets a lot of that buzz. Does he actually have that in him? I I'm still on the fence, and so I'm I am excited to see if he if he could bring it and step up and fill that role. What what shoes to fill? Um, 
I don't know, though, because now now people are telling me I'm watching videos and they're telling me that Devin Leary is one of the best quarterbacks in the country and might go pro. I don't I can't. I, and I we used to laugh at that at that guy. And now all of a sudden he's <laughs> a damn good quarterback at NC State. Did beat us, though, right? He, so whatever. Um, most excited going into this season. I mean, he's up there. He Slovis is up there, but I, it wasn't. He's not my number one by far. Uh, I think my number one is uh, is the running game, but the offensive line just all returning. Seeing, yeah, seeing really what really putting to the test what that actually means. What does it actually mean bringing all the experience, the the grizzled veterans, and the camaraderie all in a unit as important as that? I mean, that means that away game should be no problem. Got a big one against Louisville. I mean, it means that games like, like the Miami game should be no problem, and that's what I'm excited to see. Uh, cool, calm, and collected because they have all those returning starters on the offensive line coupled with really, really grizzled running backs who, I yeah. mean, who, all the way down to Daniel Carter, Carter have all seen significant plays in significant games, and uh, I think that yeah. bodes well. So I'm I'm hyped for that for sure. Would you describe this whole running game as just grizzled young veterans? Absolutely, G- <laughs> GYVs all over the place for the Pitt Panthers. And, and, and we'll be talking about this next week, Alan. But you know, West Virginia, they believe they return. I think it's at least four starters, maybe even all five on their offensive line. We'll have to check that for next week. Uh, but that was an offensive line that was not very good last year. <laughs> it yeah. gave up a ton of sacks. Uh, and well, this you know, is an we, offensive line that gave up sacks, but mostly because of the quarterback who held on to the ball and made plays. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. Well, that's, you know, that's going to be interesting. Uh, that, that I'm, I'm interested to talk about, you know, uh, I, I know at times, Alan, you were very critical of that, of that offensive line. Mostly and, Gabe Hoy. <laughs> now, now, you know, did Kenny make them look good or were they actually playing good? I guess, we're, we're going to find out. Uh, but I, I do think that there is a, a ton of talent on, on this offensive line. They've got great depth, too. Uh, that That's going to be critical throughout the season. But, you know, I mean, even the fact that you have everybody coming back, they know how to play together. They'll be ready. They'll be locked and loaded for sure come September 1. So at H2P Show, let us know your answers to all these questions, including this one. I'm excited to see what people say they're most excited about when it comes to the Pitt Panthers football team in 2022. Uh, next one we got up here, question heading into the season, Vince. What part of the schedule are you most nervous about? Uh, other where, where than North you, Carolina. <laughs> other than North Carolina, where, when do you start hearing the uh, music from the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland? Where, what's making <laughs> you feel the creeps? Oh my goodness! Uh, Got to be well, that I, New Hampshire game, huh? <laughs> Luckily, they don't play them this year. <laughs> oh damn it! We don't play New Hampshire. We, we Every play year. Rhode I look forward. To, I look forward to New Hampshire, and it's we, not we happening play, this year. Play Rhode Island, another, another one of those teams from from up there. Um, I, I'll uh, probably what, what I'm what I'm interested in is uh, you know. Yeah, everybody's talking about these first couple games, how critical they are. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, of course, you got you got big bad Miami at the end of the season. Um, but you know, yeah, at Louisville, a team that they're that some people are very high on. At North Carolina, the following week mm-hmm. against Syracuse. After that, at home, but then also then have to go on the road at Virginia. Uh, yeah, three road games in four weeks against teams that are not going to be pushovers. Uh, the depth is really going to be tested, uh, as far as I'm concerned, in, in those three weeks. Uh, and that's in those four weeks, that's going to be extremely critical, uh, I, I think, you know, for the success of this season. Uh, you know, obviously, those first two games, massive. Uh, but, but, you know, that stretch in the middle of the season, you know, to close this out to really determine if this team's going to get back to Charlotte. Oh yeah, the the nervous part of it is not the beginning. You're right. That's the that's the hype. That's the I'm want to run through a brick wall segment of the season. The first two games, uh, oh, Rhode Island. They're not quite New Hampshire, so I'm not nervous there. Uh, coming off of a bye, thank God, going into the Louisville game. Coming off of a week off, and then yeah, spooky season is the spooky season for the Pitt Panthers this year. I think uh, you're talking about that road game against Louisville off of the break and then Halloween weekend against North Carolina on the road as well. 
those two games in particular is where it's going to be midseason. Pitt might be looking like they could run the table, hopefully, and you're going to run into those two very crucial games where you're going to say, this is literally the middle of the season. If they get over this hump, damn it, people might be talking about Pitt more as something more than just a conference champion. I think you know what I mean when I say that. Yeah. So that's this that's the nervous part of the season for me uh, as well. Louisville, North Carolina, both on the road. I mean, obviously North Carolina because every year that game, damn it. But <laughs> both are are good. Louisville with a healthy QB, very dangerous. And uh, I mean, preseason people are calling that one a 50-50 game. And as of right now, I believe Louisville, at least according to Vegas and your DraftKings people favored as the home team in that one. So Pitt in the middle of the season, spooky season, literally around Halloween is where it could get scary for Pat Narduzzi's team. Our next question. Now let's not get so let's not, let's not get so nervous or think about scary things here, Vince. Let's talk about definitions. Let's talk about the, the moment, the moment we know. What is the line in the sand game that will define the season for the Pitt Panthers? That it's it's hard to say. Is there going to be a line in the sand game? I, I don't I don't know. Um, I'm not saying this is going to be the most important game uh, of the year, but uh, I I do think that 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 second game against Tennessee, you know, we will we will know how good this team is. Uh, for sure, because yeah, they're going up against those SEC athletes. Uh, they're going up against a, an extremely aggressive team that is going to, you know, put a lot of pressure on you. Uh, that's a game that you know, as good as Pitt's defense is, there's a good chance they're going to have to go out and score thirty points, maybe forty points uh, to win that to win that ball game. Uh, I think that's going to kind of tell us if this team has still has that that spirit that they had last year. I think that's going to be the game. Now, if they lose that game, I'm not saying they can't, you know, run the table the rest of the way. I, we saw what happened against Western Michigan last year, and they went on to have, have a tremendous season. Uh, but I, I think that's going to tell us that's going to be a huge measuring stick uh, for, for this team. Yeah. The, it's, it depends on how, how you want to define it. So the line in the sand game. Uh, so s- crossing that line means you're, you're in, territory that you are now you are now projecting that you are a damn good football team can you cross that put draw that line and then cross over it Tennessee game that makes a lot of sense those are two big games to start the season off but I'm going to go a bit further down the line Vince and uh, I'm going to go way down the line because what we talk about next is expectations and if you have the expectations that I now have I'm going to say it's the Miami game at the end of the season yeah. because there are going to be humps all all season long for Pitt and when you're the ACC champs uh you want to get back to that that spot and there's no way in hell Pitt is getting back to that game without going into Miami and winning this year and that's the very you last think? regular season game of of the season I I know I know it <laughs> because it's going it's a better coastal it's it everything's better this year, it's a better Tennessee team on on the schedule as well. So it's going to be, I think, a rougher schedule. But the line in the sand is when they get to that game, what are they playing for, and can they cross that line and get back to the ACC championship? And I think they can get to that game. So I'm calling that game the line in the sand game at yeah, Miami yeah. on November 26th. Well, well that that kind of plays into you know what I I would consider the expectations for for this team. Is you know getting back to to Charlotte to play an ACC championship game? That's certainly the goal, uh, and you know that that game against Miami, they have just been a bugaboo for for this team for quite some time. And I, I think you know the expectations is is that is a meaningful game for for Pitt, uh, both you know just in the conference and on a national scale. Uh, you know they they should be playing. Uh, for for a very high national ranking, you know, come that game, you know, they should, uh, you know, be you know jousting for a for a ten plus win season uh, again. Uh, you know, that that would be the expectations that that is a meaningful game. Uh, but but that that game against Miami, I do want to bring this up uh, with you a little bit, Alan. Um, 
Uh, I guess we'll talk about this later when we, when we preview uh, the ACC conference. Uh, Miami does have to play at Clemson during the year. And so there's a possibility, you know, there's certainly going to probably be an underdog in that game. Uh, and if they would drop that game, even if Miami's as good as everybody expects them to be, are they really going to be back this year? I think that that's probably one of the big mysteries around the yeah, whole country. That is uh, a big and, question. And if they lose, if they, you know, if Pitt were to be undefeated in the ACC at that point, if if Miami would have lost to Clemson and some other team uh, along the way, uh, you know, that could be, you know, uh, maybe a, a not not a meaningless on a national scale, but Pitt could have already clinched that that coastal championship by then. That's certainly possible. Uh, we'll see. Miami, they you know, they always they've seen recently to uh, every year it seems like to lose to some teams that they should not. Uh, it, so we will we we will see. I'm interested to hear what your opinions are of that team later on. Yeah, we'll get into Virgil Van or Tyler Van Dyke. Excuse me. And the Miami Hurricanes a little bit later. There's, I mean, he's as big and bad as Virgil Van Dyke is, is is as far as I'm concerned as a Pitt fan. We know that how good that quarterback can be. But uh, whether or not Miami's a good team by that game matters not to me. Saying how big that game is for Pitt because they'll show up for that game even if they are dogs or have lost some ACC games doesn't matter. And when Pitt gets to that game, oh boy, there could be a lot on the line and. I've had a taste. I've had a taste of what it's yeah. like. And that's why my expectations are such, Vince, because yeah. there are so many returning players. There's a returning staff minus the offensive coordinator, but maybe is a blessing that a lot of us thought it would end up being. I don't know. But the expectations for the season, at the very least, for me, I'll go right out and say it, ACC championship appearance because Clemson's going to be very good and it's hard yeah. to pick Pitt over Clemson but I do know that they can whoop on some DJ Uwagaga Lely Lady Gaga baby well and it, I think I think they they could give him a game better than they did in a championship game a few years ago but an appearance in that game at the very least for me it would be interesting to see if Cole Klubnik is the uh quarterback for Clemson come that game uh, I'll say this: If if Clemson DJ is making, Gaga though he lost like twenty five pounds, supposed to be better, quicker, swifter. Is that going to help his arm? I, I, I mean, an accuracy. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it remains to be seen. That's that's the biggest. I mean, if 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 he turns it on, you know, that, that's a team that can that'll certainly be complete competing for for a national title. There's no doubt about that. Oh man! So expectations then for you. I, I, uh, my expectations right now are for to have that. It, at least it has to be a meaningful game at the end of the season, again against Miami, in some capacity. All right. Well, that gives us the moment uh, right here now to just put out a record, put out a number. Give me a number. What's the number at then? If it's a meaningful game against Miami, what does that number look like? Well, well. Uh... Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna say that the, their record's gonna be ten and two at the end of the season, uh, same as last year, uh, and and that's you know uh, as much as we talked about Phil Steele you know hyping up this team. Uh, if if you look in in out in the desert, Alan, and uh, you know, most places have the Panthers' win total set at eight and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, around around even money or so. Uh, yeah. FanDuel for some reason <laughs> entered this at seven and a half. Really, not much respect for the Panthers at all. Although you do have to go minus a dollar ninety uh, to go over the total there. Uh, uh, to me, I, I think Pitt's clear in this you know, eight and a half number, and I think they're going to go ten and two uh, in this season. I like double digits, Vince. I like ten wins, but I think that might be too few. I don't know. I was at 10 before, and then I saw Phil Steele say, my biggest surprise team of the season. Damn it, they could run the table. They could go to the playoffs. So I, I subscribe to that magazine. But also I subscribe to the fact that, yes, Pitt has an entire offensive line returning. Yes, Pitt has pretty damn good running backs, and not just one of them, like 
three of them that are very, very, very capable of handling the rock and totaling, toting a heavy load each, which is different. They're not just, you know, specialty guys. These are guys that could dominate a game. We've seen them do it. And now we have a defensive line returning. Uh, that's actually more returning players on a defensive line than we were used to, I would say, in terms of really good players on the defensive line. A stud at middle linebacker. And a, a defense that we know is just going to – they're, they're going to stick to their guns. They're going to maybe play uh, a little bit close to some receivers to their detriment, but they, they know how to live on that wire. And they got a coach with the temperament, and they've, they've gotten the taste. So I like 11 wins, Vince. I like – I like eleven wins. I, I could see I it. believe. I, I, I would believe. I wouldn't rule that out. And if it's if it's one loss, then I'm hoping it comes at I'm saying at Louisville is where <laughs> I'm hoping that, that happens then. Okay. That, that wouldn't bother me in the least. Because then it doesn't affect much for what we're gonna see on December three in Charlotte, North Carolina. So there you go. Am I crazy? Am I just drinking Kool-Aid that I just read and saw for hours before this show today? Probably, no, but I no, believe. I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, uh, unless you subscribe to, you know, this team just got incredibly lucky last year. Uh, or when? You, when? Just because it started raining miraculously in an overtime? <laughs> BS. It rains or, all the time. Unless you think that, you know, Keaton Slovis and Nick Patty are just no good. And they're not going to be able to, you know, move the ball at all, uh, unless you, unless you feel that you have to feel confident about this team going going into this season. I'm surprisingly confident, maybe a little cocky, if especially if if they win the first two games convincingly, which I don't expect. I don't. Hey, I expect 11 wins, but I don't expect any of them to be really. Blow blowouts. I could see them all being close games. <laughs> I could see every single one of them being close games, and that's where the nerves come in. Because do they have what they had last year when it when it comes to close games to not only execute but make the call to really close deals and be a little bit more aggressive than we were used to seasons prior to yesterday or last year. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of unknown there uh and the stuff that made them great or are they going to have that 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 same mindset uh this season we'll 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 know pretty soon uh next week in fact yeah and either way 11 wins maybe that's a a bit too much but in the very least what i'm telling all of you uh listening is uh take that eight and a half uh bet the over and also send whatever sports book you're using a picture of yourself giving them the finger eight and a half Get out of here. And FanDuel, shame on you. I might, I might, I might delete my account on FanDuel just for the disrespect. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Don't save this audio in case that, that makes me look bad, but pretty confident. All right. All right. We've asked all these questions. The expectations are now set. I set the bar pretty high. Vince's is pretty high as well. We got a taste. Can you blame us? Maybe. Uh, what are they saying online, though? Usually it's darker. It's a little bit more doom and gloom. Not as hopeful. Expectations aren't as high. Maybe they do call last year a fluke there. I don't know. Or maybe everybody's just like me right now. Let's see what they're saying on the Pitternet. Can you explain what Internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter... We're a good dog football team. I'm proud of these guys. Dickie Leftridge on what's this from? Ear Sports. Ear Sports. It's a notable publication. For uh, yeah, I guess what do they so. Do there? Uh, they're they're a mountaineer message board. <laughs> ear. They say ears. Yeah, the ears. ears. You've never heard that. I've never heard that because when I they talk, I just hear. <laughs> They sound like the Swedish chef has diarrhea. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, it's been a while since I've heard him talk, so I guess we'll, uh, we'll find out. Dickie Leftridge on Ear Sports says, early returns from fall camp are not good. 
O-line still can't figure it out. Secondary unable to click with so many new faces. Daniels looks okay, but not like a world beater. I'm hearing cactus. Yeah, uh, Dickie Leftridge, I, I don't know this guy's credentials at all. Uh, so take this with a grain of salt for sure. Uh, but I could see this, like that their offensive line still wasn't good. Uh, they had a ton of transfers. Uh, so, you know, maybe the secondary is just all over the place. And JT Daniels, who is, still has not been named the starting quarterback, I, I may add. No different than Keaton Slovis, we, we, I guess I should say. Uh, you know, mm. This guy, a, a ton of talent, a big, big, big recruit. Uh, but, you know, he's on his third school for a reason. So I I, I think you got to respect this guy's talent uh, for sure. But I, I'm not expecting, you know, to go up against, uh, you know, some of the great quarterbacks that Pitts played as of late. I mean, he's the Ryan Fitzpatrick of college football. Played on every team. And he's, he's coming in here, new uniform, same bad attitude. What's the cactus part mean? I'm I'm out. What, I'm bowl. out of the loop. Cactus bull. Yeah. Is that a bull game now? I, I guess. Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. A Big Twelve tie-in. Oh, the ca- so their 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 expectations are cactus bull. At least from Dicky Lefkowitz in week one. Oh, okay. Well, that's hey. At least they're setting expectations over there. And they're and they're being a little bit reasonable. That's different. This is a different kind of backyard brawl. We're gonna come in here. Uh, that, and that's shake just hands one man's or... opinion. Okay, and that's Dickie Leftridge. Yeah, don't know. Yeah. What about M squared underscore Pit on Twitter commenting on Hope Gas sponsoring the backyard brawl? Oh man, I never hope for gas, but here. <laughs> Here goes nothing. Hope gas is also a common <laughs> symptom most pit fans have at the start of every season, with the exception of last year. It's usually replaced with <laughs> despair farts. <laughs> Hashtag H2P. There's, that's what we expect on the pitternet. Sarcasm. Clever, clever way of talking about sadness. We're happy we're the champs. What the hell? Yeah. Squared I- underscore pit. I mean, up until last, yeah, I, there are still I've people been, out there. That, I have that, not had despair farts in years. What is this guy talking about? There are, uh, you may laugh, but there are people out there that are going to be saying, oh my goodness, you know, we're going to have, you know, uh, the, the punter's going to fumble three times and, and we're going to end up losing <laughs> this game over something stupid. You, you laugh, but there's probably people that are saying that. Um, uh, but it, that's the old pit. Yeah, you know, this is this is the new pit. They proved that they could do it last year, uh, and I think they're going to prove that they could do it again. I, I feel you, and I'm 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 avoiding hope, gas, and despair farts at all costs this season. Change your diet if you are. All right, <laughs> let's get out of virtual reality and get back to reality around town. Different tune. I haven't walked into any giant eagles where I smelled despair farts. I haven't seen anybody blowing hope gas at me when I'm going to the get-go. So around town, they're, they're saying different things. But maybe not anything about pit football yet because they haven't even kicked off, and I'm sure people aren't even going to mention them when you walk into a gas station around town until next week. But they are talking about something, Pit. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You see Pickett tearing it up against Seattle and them Jagoffs. Yeah, he looked good in that, you know, but but it's just preseason. Yeah, he's better than that Trubisky kid, at least. Well, well, you know, he, he ain't letting no North Carolina QB beat him out of nothing. Hail to Pitt. So that's what the Yinzers are saying. Everybody, everybody is hyped about Kenny Pickett. Uh, you know, with what he did uh, in those preseason games, I think that's just elevating Pitt's stock even more. That's that's the feeling I get. Uh, Hell, the uh, the USC quarterback saw what he did and said, "Ooh, I want to go play there." You're right. You're right, and we got to talk about that Pac-12 as well as a few other conferences. Alan. Oh, college football! Don't you dare! 
think we're going to start the season off without previewing all the Power Fives, starting now with the Pac-12. Last week, we did what? Big Ten. We did some SEC. Let's get into really the most exciting thing going into this season, the end of the Pac-12, and it's ending, as we know it, with a, a stunning debut. I can't wait. Bo Nix is in the Pac-12 now, Vince. Hide your wives if you're on the West Coast. Here comes <laughs> Auburn's former QB, Bo Nix, ready to sling it for the Oregon Ducks. Yeah, the legend of Bo Nix continues. Uh, I-, I cannot wait for this game against Georgia that they that they have uh, ne- next Saturday, Alan. We'll be breaking that down next week for sure. Uh, but in you know, Oregon... Uh, they are they're going to be tough you know despite the coaching change i, I think they are going to be pretty good uh it, it, with bo nicks i i i think it, a different vibe for him out there i, I think that's going to help but uh I, I do expect them to make the uh pac 12 championship game uh but i'm not picking them to win the conference alan i am picking the utah utes to to win this conference uh with uh, you know, they won it last year. They they do have a, a fair amount coming back. A very interesting game uh, out on the East Coast against Billy Napier to open up the season. But uh, they're just their defense, their 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 offensive line. They got an experienced quarterback. I think they're going to be just too tough. And I'm I'm going to be picking them to, to win the Pac-12. Yeah, and they've got the advantage too of a home game against SC. Uh, they do yeah. have to go on the road against Oregon yep. on their in their title defense. That Florida game will be exciting to watch, but early games in the season don't matter nothing, especially out of conference in the Pac-12. Crazy things can happen. Although there's a lot of bad in this conference this year, like Washington, <laughs> the the dip they took last year. Goodness, yeah. Um, Washington State mediocre, um, or Oregon State actually on the yeah. uh, maybe a little bit on the rise. But yeah, yeah Stanford, I agree with you. terrible. Uh, Colorado Buffaloes, terrible. And uh, you got Cal's defense is a little bit better, and you got UCLA's hanging around with Chip Kelly. But I, overall, I didn't even say Arizona because why? Overall, uh, this is a, I'm going to say this is a maybe three team race, probably two team race. Oregon and Utah, maybe SC. We'll see how they do under Lincoln Riley. But I'm going to go with the Oregon Ducks. Um, Utah got the taste last year with their first Pac-12 championship. But uh, Oregon has been molded into this crazy physical team and now new coaching regime, a hard-nosed QB. I think they can win the conference, so I'm picking them. Uh, I wouldn't squawk or quack at that, actually. Uh, Oregon winning, uh, USC, a, a, you know, the public just betting them like crazy, betting them for the national title, believe it or not. That's wild. Uh, uh yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't quite see that. Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if UCLA finished ahead of SC, uh, this year. Uh, do you think Jordan Addison's going to have a Belitnikov t- style season with, uh, I, playing with I Caleb Williams? I, I absolutely do not. Weren't there... Were these just reports in Pittsburgh that he was already unhappy with how no, he was that being? Was, uh, I, I heard that nationally. People were saying that national people. Um, yeah, national people. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess he's going to show up and play. We'll we'll see. Uh, but I mean, if they if they lose a game early or they lose a couple games early, you know, what, what's the dynamic going to be like in the, in that locker room? Yeah, that's that's going to be. Uh, an interesting thing, the re-Hollywoodification of the USC Trojans. Now that Lincoln Riley's there, they got a little bit more juice with, and they got Addison added in there. They might get some more spotlight than they've had in the last decade or so, but I don't expect them to really shine too much when you have teams like Utah are coming in there uh, defending with just top to bottom a solid team. Uh, does the Pac-12 get a team in the college football playoff is the big question. We'll get to it in a little bit, but uh, may or maybe even next week. But right now, let's talk Big 12. Let's move on. Uh, the Big 12, another another conference Oof. that's going bye-bye as we know it. <laughs> um, not as sad to see it go as the Pac-12, though, Vince. But the Big 12, how do you see it shaking out? I, I, I don't know what to make of this conference. It is just 
this this is the worst one I I think by far this year. Uh, you got to think OU take take you know that just taking a step back. Uh, Texas, I'm not uh, unless Quinn Ewers is is really that good. Uh, I just can't see them making a big leap. Uh, yeah, I, this may sound a little chalky, but you know Baylor. Uh, you know they did win it last year. Um, you know they have a lot returning on defense. Uh, if if they can, you know, can uh, produce some big plays on offense, I could see Baylor winning this thing again. Uh, just just too solid all around with with your with your guy Dave Aranda at the helm. Yeah, and you, if you would have asked a Big 12 fan how the Big 12 as you knew it, know it will end, they would have said with Baylor winning the whole thing, and they did. <laughs> so here it goes. It's going away, and uh, the last few seasons we may see Baylor dominating the uh, the Big 12, and I kind of uh, I kind of expect it. Brent Venables uh, is the coach at Oklahoma. Uh, they it's a it's a program that reloads and he's coming over from Clemson, but I don't know. I don't know about him as a head coach. He doesn't yeah. fire me up. I don't know how their offense is going to be in this, in this uh, conference where you need to be slinging it all over and you need to be able to spread them. You need to be able to rely on uh, quarterbacks. Uh, how's he going to handle that? Don't know. Obviously Oklahoma is going to be good comparatively within the big 12, but I am going with, yeah, Dave Aranda, my guy, again, to repeat. It's hard, though, because truly, it's like an entire conference uh, that is the ACC Coastal, the Big 12 to me. Everybody (laughs) could beat everybody pretty much, and uh, anything could happen on any given damn weekend in this this, uh, conference, but I don't know. I, I just like the repeat for Baylor because I feel like the end of the Big Twelve will be with Baylor dominating. Maybe you call. Maybe it's like a prophecy in my head, but that's just how I see it shaking out. The end of days. Yes. Baylor Bears in the Big Twelve. Baylor Bear, Bears in the Big Twelve dominating. That's what I, I see. But I'm excited. I'm also I am excited to see uh, how t- Texas does now. Steve Sarkeesian's second season there. Uh, they got the good running back and B. John Robinson, right? He's pretty yeah, damn good. Yeah. Um, uh, they have they they have a team that's uh gonna be fun to watch, even though you know you might be annoyed with the Longhorns. Uh, a lot of people are um, as they make their exit, but uh, I could see any one of the three winning it: OU, Texas, or Oklahoma. And don't tell me Oklahoma State's good. Don't tell me Kansas State's good. They're this is not their year they're not and bad. Oklahoma they're they're okay yeah okay they're good comparatively but I'm not a believer in oh, Oklahoma State's going to get better than they were last year that was their chance they missed out they're done they hardly have anybody in many of the big uh, preseason all big 12 uh, players lists so they don't have any standouts they don't have what it takes to do it hmm. got to run this table in the big 12 you got to be like Baylor Miranda. <laughs> also watch out for Good, really good, good offensive lineman at Baylor. They've got a couple of them. So. Yeah, that's what I'm telling yeah. you. In the in the trenches, Baylor is, is you know easily the the best team in the Big Twelve. Yeah, for sure. So I like it. Okay, cool. We we're uh, on the same page there. Maybe not in the Pac-12, but obviously the Pac-12 is something different. Now let's get into the most important of all the conferences, the ACC. Vince, ACC yeah. 2022. The conference pit now reigns over as the champions of the world of the conference. How does 2022 look, though? I think we're seeing a lot of improvements over in the Coastal and, of course, a newly fired up and angry Clemson. Is angry Clemson as scary as angry Alabama? That's I don't know question. if it's quite there, but it, but it is it is scary. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Clemson you know, going to have one of the best defenses in the entire country, uh, especially if they could stay healthy. This year, that's what a lot of people, you know, people say Clemson was down last year. They still won 10 ball games, and uh, yeah, they had they had a a, a fair amount of injuries for sure, particularly on defense and still had uh, still had a great defense. Uh, I I expect, you know, Clemson uh, to get back to their winning ways. And and, and if this Cole Klubnik is any good, you know, they're going to get good quarterback play one way or another. Uh, and, and they got that, uh, um, that really good running back Shipley. Is that yeah. his name? 
Yeah, Will he, Shipley. He's, yeah, uh, yeah, he's uh, he he's a, a, a an impact player, no, for sure. So I I I you know a lot of people are talking about NC State. Yeah, can they uh, beat Devin may- Leary though? Can they get can they get over that hump? They play them, <laughs> I think, October. I, I, I think Clemson is going to get back over them again. Uh, but I, not, that's not to take anything away from NC State. I think they're a very good team. Um, I'm just not buying uh, that they're going to be able to, you know, get you know get by Clemson two years in a row. If and they do, do you it, think it change? That's the, is that the slant, line in the sand moment of the ACC? Is NC State going to get all the Clemson recruits moving forward if they? I, win th- that I game? think that's I think that's NC State's line in the sand game for sure mm-hmm. against uh, against Clemson and you know defending champion Wake Wake Forest uh, fr- from that Atlantic Division uh, with all the uh, uncertainty surrounding Sam Hartman. Their quarterback, uh, it just doesn't seem like they're going to be able to get back to uh, get back to Charlotte. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a tough task. Uh, it was their chance, much like Oklahoma State last year. Wake Forest, they missed out. <laughs> so I'm dig, I'm digging the NC State talk, though. Damn, they are good. They they are going to be good. I'm so yeah. glad we don't have to play them. I'll say yes, that. absolutely, yeah. If, I mean, especially with when you're talking about what Pitt has uh, through the air and the unknowns offensively, uh, they have a damn good secondary. And uh, they're going to really, I think, <laughs> they're going to come to play against Clemson. I, I I, don't know. Because of how college football is, you would expect, okay, Clemson's going to destroy this team in the revenge game. But I don't know. This is the ACC. It's not the SEC. It's different. Things change more frequently, I think, at the top. And in the middle, especially, and at the bottom. And uh, this year will be no different uh, up and down throughout. But maybe we get a repeat champion in Pitt if if they could get to the game. And that's the biggest if every single yeah. single year. Um, it doesn't feel like other years where if Pitt gets to the ACC title game, are we going to say, yeah, but they're going to get destroyed by Clemson? I don't feel that yet. Clemson has a lot more to prove this season than they normally do. And... You know, that that's one thing that you uh, really have to also uh, consider is that Clemson is not only out. They're not trying to reload. They're trying to find their quarterback. They're also without Brent Venables this year. I mean, that's a big one. Yeah. Not a lot of people are mentioning. It's a totally new a season, a different type of season for Dabo and his team. So it's uh, going to be one different kind of situation over in that division. But then the Coastal will be more of the same, Vince. And Miami... Man, Mario Cristobal, he's a coach, the kind of coach that scares me because he could scare his own players, I think. He knows how to win. Uh, He's molded uh, programs in his own image, and it's been successful. He can do it here, but can he do it right away? I'm hoping not. I'm hoping not. But that quarterback they have, though, I think they have the ability because he – Looked great against Pitt, Tyler Van Dyke. Oh, he he did, and a lot of people are talking about it, you know him as as one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, I think I think he hit hit the nail on the head there. Are they going to be able to do it year one? We we know Miami every single year has one of the most talented rosters, top to bottom in the whole mm-hmm. country. Are they focused enough? Do they have the coaching? Yeah, in order to in order to put it all together week in and week out, uh, we'll we'll find out. Uh, that's that's tough to do uh, to build a culture you know right away uh but uh we'll, we'll see what happens i i think they're gonna have a big year uh, i do um and that's that's gonna be a tough ball game uh going going against them for for sure uh there are honorable mentions a lot of people are high on louisville this year malik cunningham healthy uh definitely a scary quarterback i don't know if he scares me as a pit fan vince no. uh i we've seen a good D line can handle that that quarterback. Um, he isn't only a runner; he does throw at a very a- a- accurate pace. But I just am not too scared of Louisville. They're definitely dangerous enough to beat you. Uh, but as a champion, I'm going to say no. Um, I, I, I am I am interested though. Again, when you're talking about Clemson, are they weak? Is it a wounded animal over there? Can a team like Louisville emerge? And then, you know. They stunk without him, but now he's back. Jerko over at BC. 
uh, yeah, Jakovic that's a good and point. still has Zay Flowers. Not to say that yeah. this team can can win their co- division even, but they can upset you, I think, because they were 4-0 before yeah. he got hurt last year. Let's see what the big quarterback from Pittsburgh can do for Boston College as well. And I, I'm, I mean, I just top to bottom, the conference is just more exciting because why the quarterback play, I think, is better yeah. uh, even for some of the bad teams. So this is going to be uh, fun to watch. A lot of picking of the overs for the win totals for teams in the ACC I've been seeing and uh, teams that you would pick the the under are the perennials anyway and a, and a dip now for uh, Virginia too which I saw as like an easy bet to bet the under they're going to be well, not I, as good as they've been a lot of people are saying I don't know if I believe it though yeah well they do, they do have a those, coaching change they, yeah, do they some of those gigantic tight ends that are like yes. seven foot tall yeah, they have so. at least one of them that number 99 uh, oh, returns. No. Um, so uh, Keen, yeah, that was guy was Keenan Thompson. Would you have the yeah, same name yeah, as the actor? Yeah, yeah he, he was. Keaton, Keaton they Thompson. were lining him up. They were having him carry the ball out of the backfield. That, that guy is dangerous. Uh, Big uh, bad man. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, they they lost some offensive linemen. They uh, yeah, their defense was trash to begin with. Uh, they lost some skill players, but they do return some guys. Plus Armstrong at the quarterback position, uh, even with the coaching change, I, I expect them to be potent. Uh, that, that team is, I, I don't think you could take them lightly. And then, uh, before we pick champions championship game, uh, real quick, um, do you think, uh, Jeff Collins even keeps his job before he gets the, a chance to get revenge on Pat Narduzzi? <laughs> I, I do. They- I think that game's early enough in the season. <laughs> they don't even let him get the conference play. It, what were they? They have like three wins last year. They stunk, Georgia Tech. Yeah, they're, they're not they're good. Bad. All right, so championship game in the ACC. What do you, you got? Pitt, Clemson, like me? Yes, I do. Yeah. All right. Pitt wins forty-eight to twenty-four. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no way! I don't thirty-five twenty-eight. That's what I'm going to go with. That's my usual. I'll bring it a little closer. I, I thought your your pick was always 35-34. Is it 35-34? I don't remember my bit I used to do. 35-4. I don't remember my own bits. That's why I need you. 35-34 in the chance. No, it's Pitt's too good now, though. I've, again, I haven't had those uh, what are the despair farts, so I'm not picking that number anymore. 45-24, Pitt wins the ACC title. Wow. And still. I, I, I don't know if I could quite pick them to do that yet. Uh, I might feel a little bit different uh, in a week's time, uh, but as of right now, I do think Clemson is going to get uh, going to win this uh, ACC, and I think they're going to make it to the uh, to the playoff. I really do. I was going to say the same thing, but then I saw Phil Steele and he got me all hyped up and said Pitt's the biggest surprise of the year, so I changed it. So sue me. Uh, does the Pac-12 get a team in the playoff? Uh, you know what I. It... I think it's really it, it very well could come down to are they going to take a would a one loss Pac twelve team get in over a one loss Georgia team? That's I, I think that's what it's going to come down to uh, a Pac twelve champion versus a one loss Georgia team that mm-hmm. didn't win their conference. I, I think it could come down to that. Uh, I, I would like to see. Uh, a Utah team, yeah, a team that won their conference and, and finished at, at eleven and one or something. I'd lo- I'd love to see them, and I'm going to say I'm going to say they're going to get in because I think I'm, I'm going to I'll predict that Georgia will slip up one time before Alabama. I don't think it'll happen because why why show the Pac-12 any love if they're not even going to be around in a few years anyway <laughs> as a major conference? So you don't think it could be an end of days situation? Yeah, it's it's not happening. Uh, biggest, I'll say this also as we close out. Uh, the biggest non-pit win that I'd be most excited for, but I know is not happening, Miami over Texas A&M would be so great if that happened, but it won't. Uh, it's, I, I I don't know what to make of that game. I I I, I think Miami does have a chance uh, to be. I I don't think A&M is going to be as good as what the hype they're getting. So you, you think? I'm, I just don't see how Miami's going to compete in that one, though. That's a that's a big one. That's that's early in the season too. That'll be in uh, what mid September. So looking yeah. out for that one. Always rooting for the ACC in those kind of games. But 
Uh, Pitt will take care of Tennessee the week before that. We know that for sure at home. Hopefully it's as loud and proud as Tennessee was last year, Vince. And that does it, though, for the expectations episode. Were they? Did they end up higher than you expected going into the show? No, I think they're about the. I think they're about the same. But it, talk to me this time next week before that backyard brawl, and they'll probably be even higher. Wear a helmet next week so you don't hurt yourself running into the wall. The hype next week for the brawl, boogieing on down to the brawl from Vince's September one. Cannot wait. But I'm gonna t- temper myself. I'm gonna do some maybe some meditations, maybe some yoga before next week when we go berserker for the backyard it's like brawl, you say alan you, you, you can't just get hyped you got to stay hyped i i'm st- i'm staying it but i'm i'm hiding it beneath the surface yeah. i'm not letting anybody see, see it. it's going to be a sneaky hype so, yeah because they're they're a cactus bull bound team you got to respect them that's why <laughs> both teams are undefeated <laughs> anything else to say Vince, before we get the hell out of here hail to pit everybody Hell yeah. Follow us at H2P show again. Email hail to that's the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, everybody for hell in the pit with us. We will see you next week for the backyard brawl preview until then hail to pit everybody.